This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues, and the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. How are we doing today, Austin, Texas? Woo! Speaking of Austin, Nicole, did you know that we have been lied to our entire lives and the breakfast taco was not invented in Austin, Texas? Well, I said it. That's bold of you to say, considering we're inside Austin, Texas. This, this is a hot, hot dog, dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Live from Mythicon! Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. Hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough chit-chat. We got to get down to business here. Because we have a very serious topic. We are talking about breakfast burritos versus breakfast tacos. That's I know right. what you're saying. You didn't think we'd get political up here. But we're doing it, baby. It's happening. No, and the reason I want to talk about this, we are in Austin, Texas. A lot of people associate Austin with breakfast tacos. Exactly. No, totally. Reasonably, but, 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 there is a, fa- I was going to say famous incident, but I realized that the things that are famous to me are famous to exactly zero yes. people out there. Yes, I'm correct. calling this a famous incident. Someone okay. for Eater.com wrote uh-huh. an article about how the breakfast taco was invented in Austin. Then the city of San Antonio, the city itself, issued uh, issued a... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> there was a petition that was signed by over 2,000 people to, quote, exile the author of the article out of the state of Texas. Wow. This actually happened. Uh, Freaky deaky, man. Very famous incident. <laughs> because San Antonio claims to have invented it. Mm-hmm. And so that's strike one. Unclear origins. Breakfast burritos. Strike however, one against what? Breakfast tacos. I am in favor of breakfast burritos. That oh. is where I come down. Thank oh. you. Oh. Right side of history. Well, what if I told you that's such an odd coincidence? Because I freaking love breakfast tacos. <laughs> I know you do. Breakfast I know burritos. You do. I know. Okay. I know. We'll get more into it, but breakfast tacos. All I got. That's all I got to say. Okay, keep going. What, what, what was it? What was you this? Know what, what was you, you know what this means. You, you, this is the you, Italian hand gesture for, for everything. taco. For this taco. T- <laughs> uh, What's your next strike? Okay, so my next strike against breakfast tacos is that I believe food is incredibly personal, incredibly regional, and I think you should root for the food from your home state. And so I am saying that the breakfast burrito, which I believe to be invented in Pasadena, California, <laughs> does history actually verify this fact? Not probably at all. Probably not. Was it probably in New Mexico sometime <laughs> in the 1960s? Yes. However, I believe Lucky Boy in Pasadena, uh-huh. which was a part of my childhood. Which is Nicole, delicious, Nicole. by the way. Lucky, oh yeah. my God, Lucky so Boy breakfast burritos are the business. Oh my yeah. God, so good. 
We used to drive up to UCLA games in Pasadena at the uh-huh. Rose Bowl. I'm eight years old. I'm there. You hear the roar of the fans. You know, <laughs> you believe in something greater than yourself. That is both the power of sports and food. And then afterwards, after we saw the Bruins just get wiped out by some better football team because they, they kind of sucked back then. But we'd go to Lucky Boy and get breakfast burritos at any time of day because they're open 24 hours ago. It's 7 p.m., you know, or we might even be there. It might have been a night game. I've been 10 p.m. I'm there past my bedtime eating a Lucky Boy breakfast burrito. And to me, that is one of my greatest food experiences of all time. And that's what I try to recapture. But not only that, that is the experience that I want to share with other people mm. when I talk about breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm incredibly biased and there's no actual answer to this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, just, I just like breakfast tacos more. They're easier to eat. They're easier to construct. And they go down quicker. If you eat a breakfast burrito, your whole entire, like, hour is dedicated to that burrito and that burrito only. And that's beautiful. And I don't know about you. That's beautiful. No, no. Don't applaud her. Let me just say, I'm a busy girl. I got a lot (laughs) of things on my plate. I can't have a breakfast burrito be them. I love going out and getting a breakfast burrito. Don't get me wrong, but... I'm just home. I just slap three corn t- tortillas in the microwave, do a little toast on the end with my, f- you know, I turn on the, the, the gas burner, and then I just kind of flick it on the flames to get a little bit charred. I scramble some eggs. I put on some salsa. I put on some avocado. I go chomp, 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 and I'm done. Okay? <laughs> with a burrito, you have, to, you have to have a minor in architecture to be able to make a good breakfast burrito. I, I don't have that kind of education, and I'm not willing to go to any sort of online like uh, college degree to get that. You know what University I mean? University of Phoenix online for burrito <laughs> architecture. I paid nine hundred dollars for that class, and I'm gonna use it. It's just the ease of. It's about the ease of eating it, you know. And that's that's where I'm coming from. You, you know, easy, fast, get it done. Eggs in my body, tortilla. Peace out. <laughs> I hold on. I I respect that. I respect okay. that breakfast tacos might be more democratic. And who am I to sit here and gatekeep <laughs> the egg and tortilla eating experience? That it's is not so my intention. Good. What my intention is is to preach to all of you out there to take more time with your food. You said it's easier to eat breakfast tacos. It's faster. Take Does more that time. Mean better? Does you, that mean better? You like to, you literally f- take fistfuls of Nicole. lunch meat and shove it in hold your on. gullet. Because you don't okay, sit down true, to take true. a lunch break. And you mean to tell me, take your time with your food. You're lying. Take your, okay, You're no, a hypocrite. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. Let You're the record show, I did not Bouillage. perjure myself. Also, as the person who ate three pounds, three ounces of baby food in one minute. I'm proud of not you. Not one day ago. Give it up for Josh. I know man. something about eating food quickly. I'm proud of you. That, Wait, was, that was quite a feat. Can we address the elephant in the room? Did you try it all yesterday? What do you mean? I looked at your can of baby food and it was 99.9% full. I was, you know, have you ever seen that meme that's like pie eating contest? Nah, son, free pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's me, but with apple baby food. Yeah, but that meme is successful because people universally love eating pie. You're just down to nosh on some baby food. You're like, I'm feeling peckish. Let's have some prune puree. It's Mythicon, boo. Like, what else are we going to (laughs) do? I think that breakfast tacos and breakfast burritos, to me, they're not like a staple of my day-to-day, right? My oh. day-to-day... Well, that's you. You see me in, in my day-to-day. Yeah. In what I eat. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's fistfuls of lunch meat. Yeah. It's a lot of protein shakes. So much mustard recently. Uh, yeah. You're what, like on a mustard kick. Let me explain what she's talking about. <laughs> so often, you know, uh, we're both busy gals on the go. We were, you know, our job, we're always producing a lot of food, we're filming a lot of stuff, recording a lot of podcasts. There's not a lot of time in the day. So sometimes for a quick and healthy lunch, I'll put a a pound of ham on a plate, (laughs) but I spread it out so there's a lot of surface area, and then you make like a spider web of mustard, and then you shove that in your face over the trash can. Um, And to me... Clap if you relate. That was a lot more clapping Life than I was Life is hard, okay? <laughs> Life is hard. Sometimes you just got to shove lunch meat in your gullet. Uh, <laughs> but for me, something as special as a breakfast burrito. It is special. It is I special. I agree. It's special and it's an event. That's, what I'm, that's event. what I'm saying. I'm saying eventize your food more, right? Like almost treat it as a meditative experience. <laughs> Eating a breakfast burrito is yes. meditative yes. for you? Yes, 100%. 
One hundred percent. It is. It is. You can find God in a good breakfast burrito, Nicole. When you get to that last bite, when you hold a burrito vertically, talking about architecture, this is where a burrito really shines to me because the last bite, all of the juices from the bacon, they've now trickled downward like a babbling brook into the potatoes (laughs) at the bottom, and the bottom it is barely holding on by a thread because you can literally go and slurp up the breakfast juices from the butt of the tortilla. And to me, that is a religious experience. And I think, thank you. And I think every time you mindlessly shove these breakfast tacos that you're making into your mouth, I think you're spitting in the face of burrito God up there. Okay, (laughs) I think you are a a burrito heretic and you need to atone. You're just being a weird burrito (laughs) zealot right now. Okay, well, besides all this this anger and all this... What is your favorite breakfast burrito like, or Ooh. taco? Like, What is your ideal situation? Like, Tell me. Okay, so there are a lot of like fancy new school breakfast burritos out there, and a lot of them are really fun. I've had, mm-hmm. there's one from a spot in Los Angeles that does like some of the best pastrami you've ever had, and they're smoking this Texas style. Mm. You know, it's like a Texas style brisket, but with pastrami spices, they smoke their potatoes, Yum. and they do like poached eggs in there, so you get the runny yolk and uh, peppers and onions, and it's really beautiful and great, but to me, the glory of a breakfast burrito is in its simplicity. Sure. You get some sort of crispy fried potato, and I think maybe the best potato for a breakfast burrito is the tater tot. The tater tot! No! Okay. No, it's homestyle potato. No, no, that's where you're wrong. Boo her! Boo this woman! Boo! Don't boo me! I love tater tot. Well, I'm a tater tot hater. I know, I which I don't time. understand. I, can you? Okay, no, no, explain to the people. Take, take a breath. Tell the people. Breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, I'm just not a big tater tot person. What do you mean you're <laughs> just not a big tater tot person? I'm just never person. like. You're, they're always too dry. They're too. They're too crispy, and they're not. No, no. Okay. The potato. The potatoes beauty is the soft, creamy inside that you get with a home style or a French no, fry. No. Tot is too much crisp, too much crunch. I don't need that. Too much crisp, too much crunch. No, no. The point of a potato is that it was a food of austerity, right? It was literally. Do you? Who wants to hear about potato history? Yeah, I do. Do you have it? It doesn't matter because I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah. So okay. So. A lot of people, um, somebody sent me a meme that was like, mashed potatoes are just Irish guacamole. I could send that Wait, often right? too, uh, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, but potatoes did not come to Europe until the Colombian exchange. So until 1492, potatoes are native to Peru. Correct. Specifically. And so they were growing in South America. So literally, you think of Ireland and potatoes, they literally weren't even there until the mid-1500s. And a lot of dishes, mm. recipes, the tortilla, for instance, dates back probably around 10,000 yes, years, yes. which is incredible. So I, Ireland and potatoes only, you know, maybe 500. And so uh, literally the government was like, we've had a lot of wheat crops failing. We need a new plant to mm. be able to like feed the masses, especially sure. as there was a little bit more industrialization, urbanization, people move into cities, stuff like that. Yeah. So they literally just, you know, started planting potato crops. Yeah, makes uh, sense. And you'll see a lot of philosophers actually write about potatoes. Uh, there was one... I can't remember the name of the philosopher, but he was talking about how he thought the Irish were the most beautiful people because they Aww. ate the most potatoes. Cute. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a really new uh, crop, but it was also a crop specifically for the peasants. You've heard the Irish potato famine, sure, of, course. of course. It was of all course. because of like uh, really predatory British taxation policy mm-hmm. that basically there was one potato blight, suddenly the Irish had nothing to eat. So potatoes have always been a food of necessity and austerity. I love them. However, I think a lot of the best recipes try and get the most potato out. So to me, you grind the potato, you grind it with MSG, with salt, with oil, you mash it into a tot shape, you deep fry it, and then to me, that is the best because it removes the austerity from the potato and transforms it via industrialization, Nicole. I just don't like tater tots. Thank you. Okay, so you like tater tots. What else? <laughs> Wait, real quick. Do y'all want some tater tot history? Sure. I'm sorry. I couldn't turn this off if I tried. It's okay. Go for it. Tater tot is actually one of the most uh, protected pieces of intellectual property. By Orida, right? Yeah. The Orida company, which y'all have seen that brand in the freezer and stuff. It's literally a portmanteau of Oregon and Idaho because that's where all the potatoes are grown. It's a co-op. And nobody else can use the phrase tater tot legally. Yes. That's why you'll see uh, Burger King will have like potato nuggets or it'll be like tater crowns, tater puffs. Nobody can use tater tot. They are so protective of it. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a stupid name. (laughs) 
and they're saying they have like lawyers in suits in New York filing injunctions against you know a diner. You can't say tot. Yeah. But anyway, so I love tater tots. Okay. Um, Give me like a good hard scrambled egg. Hard scramble. Hard scramble. Okay. Yeah. I don't need a soft I scramble. I agree. I agree on the hard scramble. Give me a yeah. Denny's style hard scrambled yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For and sure. And then I don't. I, I love chorizo and eggs sure, as a thing, but in a sure. breakfast burrito, I'm probably going bacon. Yes. And then crispy some crispy bacon. Crispy bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's separate from the eggs. Not scrambled in. No, no, tater no. Tater tots. Yes, yes, yes. A ton of just the most processed yellow cheese possible. It needs to be yellow. It needs to be yellow. Yeah, and yeah. And then here is the kicker that a lot of people have started doing today. I think that in the past five years, we found out that people love mayonnaise a lot more than they thought they did. Can we get a shout yeah, out for mayonnaise no, in the right. crowd? He's right. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Uh, watching a giant crowd chant for mayonnaise is kind of weird looking <laughs> on it now. But, but no, uh, people will they'll mix anything red or orange with mayonnaise. And then yeah. they'll call it something else, and people are like, I love this. And it's like, that's 98% mayonnaise. You just love the mayonnaise, and that's You're fine. You're 98% mayonnaise. I really am. I come from a long line of mayonnaise. <laughs> I grew up eating it out of the jar. Oh, no. But no, you put some sort of like spicy chipotle aioli sure, in there. Sure. You're fancy. And then, to me, that's a perfect breakfast burrito. You have a great salsa roja on the side. And then you wrap it up. You griddle it off. You wrap it in foil for at least five minutes to steam. That is the ideal breakfast burrito. It's just so involved. It's exhausting. Yes, but it's I, nobody but, has time for that in this in this world right now, Josh. I don't. Make, Maybe on a Sunday. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about making breakfast burritos. I, I do that sometimes. That's like a special occasion, in which is to say, only when I'm deeply hungover. Uh huh. Yeah. Because there is only one very cure. Good, yeah, very good for that. And to me, it's a breakfast burrito, a quart of black coffee, and a 16 ounce a green quart? juice. A quart of black With coffee. With a cue. That is not medical advice, by the way. Is Don't. That? I'm a quart of black coffee. Probably like 450. But. And how much is a human supposed to drink? The FDA says anything over 400 per day is toxic. Josh. But but but. but Jeremiah Sharon. I'm at least. No, it's Daniel. No, my okay, Nicole, Miriam, and I had a moment. I had a moment. My thought is, I'm 30% larger than the average human. (laughs) I can drink 30% more caffeine. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. No, no, no. no, I'm built different. Okay, tell me, tell me about your ideal breakfast taco. Okay, so like I said, you put, you put the corn tortillas on a paper plate, <laughs> and then you microwave it for 13 seconds. You're talking about the cheap paper plate too, right? Cheap, it has yeah, to be yeah. cheap. And you got to use three of them so it doesn't and fold then, over. And then, and then you take it while it's still piping, piping hot, and then you slap it on the grill, like, uh, not on the grill, what's it called when the fire comes? A burner! Thank you! <laughs> From the gas Ah, burner. the old fire hole, you say. <laughs> and, then, and then you singe it ever so gently so it gets like a little bit of color, you mm. know what I mean? And then hard scramble. And then some delicious salsa, like that's just hanging out in your cupboard. <laughs> then, Wait, do y'all have cupboard salsa? Because that's... Yeah! I, as much as I wish I could make my own salsa, some jarred stuff is just better, man. It's good. Yeah, like it's I'm good. Not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna front. And once you find a brand that you trust, yeah, I've been obsessed with. Uh, it's called uh, Casa Martinez. They okay. do this like chipotle salsa, and then they okay. call it like salsa tatemada. Oh, nice. Oh man, I just, I will literally. It's actually shocking how fast I'll eat a jar of salsa. It's good, some especially when Julie's out of town and I'm left to eat for myself. Fistful of meat Dude. in the salsa jar. Oh no, whole whole rotisserie chicken, <laughs> oh, and yes. if you break it apart just right, you can fit each piece inside the jar of salsa and wow. pull it out. You're and then it's like pure class. Thank you. (laughs) I am a very dignified man. Um, But I have literally eaten a full jar. It's like a 16-ounce jar in a a day and a half. That's a lot of tomato. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Do you have acid reflux? Um, No, but now that I've turned 30, give it up for 30-year-olds. 30-year-olds, we're trying our best. Um, Now that I've turned 30, I can, like, feel all the the gears unraveling in my body. And things are just starting to go south. So give me a year and a half, and I'll be there. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had acid reflux since I was, like, 11. (laughs) Hey-oh. Um, where was I? Oh, I was talking about what I like to put in my breakfast tacos. Okay, salsa from the cupboard, and then just a very light slice of avocado, and then a single cilantro piece. Wait, are you serious? That's it, that's it, that's it. I don't, 
That's it. That's my favorite. Do you keep cilantro? It goes pretty quick. Like, that wilts in the fridge fast. You're keeping cilantro on hand yeah, I always, just for the single piece to I go on a breakfast I always have taco. cilantro and parsley in my, in my fridge. That's actually smart. Always. I actually do, too. And I do, I do switch it out whenever it starts to look a little bit funky. But, yeah, that's my ideal breakfast taco. And I think it's delicious. And I think it's easy. It's for the working girl. <laughs> And it's it, you just you just put it in. And let me tell you, sometimes people are so talented. Their breakfast taco game is incredible. Like here, I've had a chorizo. It was chorizo, egg, and Monterey Jack, and it was just perfect. You don't yeah. need anything. You don't need all the bells and whistles. You don't need to put it in what foil and griddle it. No, just eat it. It's delicious. Go away. <laughs> I have to. I'm legally obligated to be here. You can leave uh, now. <laughs> No, I, I do think one thing one thing about food that I generally believe in, I'll never forget, I went to a restaurant with my great uncle and my brother, and it, nice. it was called like House of Cheesesteaks, somewhere near Allentown, Pennsylvania. Nice. And my <laughs> Allentown Go birds, baby. Allentown. Uh, <laughs> the town of Allen. But my brother orders a plate of spaghetti and my great uncle like stops him and he goes, It's called the House of Cheesesteaks. Okay, yes, yes, yes. You yes. get a cheesesteak. Cheese yeah. And so my brother uh, still ate the spaghetti. Um, oh, yeah. He's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a schmuck. He's yeah, really yeah. picky about stuff. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you're in a place like Austin, Texas, for instance, yeah. you should be eating the things. One, eat whatever the heck you actually want. That's but true. two, yeah. eat the things that Austin is known for, right? Yeah. That's why yesterday, before the baby food competition, we ate like two pounds of brisket. It was so uh, much fun. Actually, not brisket. Smoked oh. beef cheeks. Beef wow. cheeks. Beef cheeks? Oh, my God. Dang. Yeah, shout out for Cabeza and Cacheta. Wow, wow, wow. The barbacoa um, we had was fantastic. Incredible. We had a smoked cheeseburger. I mean, what kind of timeline is this? But that's something we can't get that anywhere no, in L.A. We where can't, we're from. we can't. You can't get stuff like that in a majority of America. No. That's one of the beautiful things about food, sure, right? Yeah. Is it's rooted to time. It's rooted to place. It's rooted to tradition. And so if I'm in Austin, Texas, which I am now, and I have not had a breakfast taco yet on our trip. You haven't. Tomorrow's Everyone the day. Everyone scream the best place to get a breakfast taco right now. Taco Deli. Taco Deli. I got okay, it Okay, Taco Deli's OG. Went in there. Taco Deli. Uh, Tamale House East. Tamale House East. Yeah. The Vasquez family, Diana Vasquez at Tamale House East. What? All right, I'll just stop. I'll go already. Jeez, <laughs> calm down. I like it when they scream. <laughs> but no, that's kind of my point, though. Is like if you're in Austin, get the breakfast tacos. Yeah. But the only ones yeah. that we're exposed to in LA are the ones that are transplants from Austin. Yeah. So we're getting like a facsimile on a facsimile. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there, <laughs> which isn't like an argument for my deeper thing though is that I. I generally love variety, right? And that's what you can get with a taco. That's I the beauty of a taco. I do love variety. But sometimes you need a little bit of structure, a little bit of, you got to know what you're doing in life sometimes. You know, when you wake up, you brush your teeth. You just, it's, it's natural. You eat a breakfast burrito, and then, and then you just don't know what you're going to do for the rest of the day. I can't live like that. That is fair. It's if too I, much stress and anxiety with eating a, a big-ass burrito like that. I can't if I that. eat a burrito, like, in the first, the first, Two hours of the day, I'm kind of done for at least six hours. I know that's It's like what I'm don't saying. talk, which is kind of how I plan out all of my days now, though, yeah. is that I'm just. Because we don't yeah. mess around. We don't make little dinky ones. We make like hefty, big, I'm kind of burping a baby. Sometimes I that's like how to. That's big they are. They're big. They're huge. We don't, we don't mess around and make these little baby ones. We go. No, no, no. We go hard. Sometimes I like to weigh them just to see if I can hit a personal <laughs> record. And right now we're like, in, but it's, it's got to be one standard 12-inch tortilla. So far, the record for me is like 2.3 pounds. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry? I'm also impressed. You know, you know what it was? There was what? a day on set where we had a bunch of leftover, some sort of like ground chuck, some sort of like heavy fatty beef. And we made like birria Oh, was that the day it? you made the roll-ups? And we just made burritos that were just straight filled with two pounds of beef. And we just housed them. Like, all of Josh us individually ate two pounds <laughs> of just the fattiest cut of beef wrapped in tortillas, braised in spicy sauce, and we were dead to the world. Sorry to Rhett and Link, we lost the company money that day because we did no work. Josh like, stared at me, and he's like, wow, you ate that quick. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was good. I remember that very I, vividly. I remember you stood the burrito up, because that's how thick it was, and you weren't using your hands. <laughs> You were literally just like a bird eating seed, just like. It was really impressive. It was a feat of athleticism. My mom would be so proud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, weren't you going to be an English professor? 
Yeah, eh. this is better. It's way better. It's <laughs> this better. Is much more exciting. You could. <laughs> um, could you imagine if this was like a symposium on Charles Dickens instead? No, it's like not even a, a little bit. Two cities. What Dickens was really. I, I'm shouting. No, 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 no. How do you feel? Okay, we were talking about breakfast reviews and breakfast tacos. How do you feel about chili quiles? Because I really like those. Oh wait, no, no, hold up. That's that's, <laughs> that's the, the best. best. <laughs> that's the best breakfast dish in the history is, of breakfast right? dishes, right? Okay. It, or, I go. I think chilaquiles over migas. Me so too, me too. The way that I view this me as a too. Californian, at least, is that chilaquiles, you take the tortilla chips and they are sauteed in some sort of a salsa, mm-hmm. which, as a lover of wet foods, I just think it's the most beautiful invention. Yeah. And then most of the time, they'll be topped with a fried egg. You can get it with scrambled eggs. Sometimes yeah. there's no egg at all. But then migas, um, our Jewish people call it matzah <laughs> <Matsabri. laughs> or matzah brie. Where you break up the matzah and the eggs, but migas is like tortillas scrambled with the eggs, right? Yeah. See, I go chilaquiles over migas. I want the separate experience of the egg breaking into the spicy. Yeah, we yolk. should debate that, but there is no debate. Have you ever had a chilaquiles breakfast burrito <laughs> where they take the chilaquiles, no. the soft, wet tortilla chips, and they just shove it inside of a tortilla with eggs and more bacon? <laughs> and to me, Nicole, to me, to me, to me. This is the promise of the breakfast burrito. You can take anything in the world that you treasure and you want, and you can shove that inside of a tortilla, and you can eat it in your car. I do love eating breakfast burritos in my car. It's a good... More than tacos. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? I'll tell you what. You know what podcast actually influenced the way that I think about food more than ever? It, which I didn't think this is it man. A hot dog is a sandwich? No, I'm saying the one. I'm saying the one it's that we. One? <laughs> no, it's an episode of our show. Oh, is what oh, I was oh, saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I didn't think this man would ever influence the way that I thought about food. Hmm. It was with Charles Lincoln Neal. Oh, I know that guy. I don't know if y'all listened to the episode with Link called "Why Do Picky Eaters Exist?" But it's we wanted to, to have him on to talk about it because we've been cooking for him. We're I've been here for five years. Picky, so I really wanted to pick huh? his brain and, and find out what that means. Yeah. And I thought we were going to go away from that episode imploring him to eat more adventurously. Not in the show, at least, because he'll eat anything. Yeah. But I'm talking about in his real life. I yeah. was like, oh, he's going to come out of this eating tomatoes, you know, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, we're going to inspire him to try new things. But that didn't happen. The opposite happened where yeah. he inspired me to be more picky. Yeah. He's true. Straight up. True. Because he was like, he was like, I forgive me. If Link's listening, forgive me for paraphrasing here or uh, misrepresenting. <laughs> but he was like... I'm not picky. I'm preferential. Yeah. He's like, I'm a 44-year-old man. Is he 44? Sorry, Link. I don't know how old he is, but he looks great. (laughs) But he's like, I'm a 44-year-old man. I have spent my entire life figuring out what gives me pleasure, what gives me pain, what I want to do, what I don't want to do. And these are simply things that I don't want to do. So for me, my allegiance to breakfast burritos at this point I don't know if it's because I'm a 30-year-old man now and he can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're only 30. I, my bones the feel world, so old. The Somebody, world is your oyster. Shout out to the person about? at the meet and greet who was like, hey, can we do a jumping picture? And Whoa. I was like, physically, I don't know that I can. I couldn't uh, do it. <laughs> we all immediately started like warming yeah, up we our were knees. Like, oh, we're like, well, I will do it. let's we'll see if jump. it's possible. <laughs> I got two inches off the ground and crumbled. I got zero inches. I got, but, I got like, what, like a quarter of an inch. I was like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm at this point where it's like, I don't know that I want to change. Do you, do you picture yourself spending the rest of your life in California? Yes, of course. Really? 100%. You're, like, you wouldn't... I've, ne- I've never lived anywhere else. I never went away for college. I never did that study abroad stuff that all the cool kids did. Like, I never did that stuff. You never I've, studied abroad in, in Barcelona? Barcelona? No, I didn't. But um, I've always wanted to, but I'm just so rooted and connected in California. My parents are here. My in-laws are here. My life is here. And I don't know if I can necessarily reroute and go to, I don't know, Idaho? No. No, Trevor's Wait, there. hold on. No, no. Trevor's we, family's there. I can't go there. We do have a loose plan to all move to a commune outside of Boise, that Idaho. That is not true. Yeah, wait, no, no. I'm saying it's a loose plan right now. This is the first time I'm ever hearing about oh, it. Oh, no, no. Me and Trevor talk about it all the time. You do? Well, mostly me and Trevor's dad. Yeah, we talk. His name's also Josh. Cool guy. <laughs> but no, to answer your question, no. I imagine my whole life will be in California. So I'm saying that influences your food decisions a lot, right? Like in all the things that you make. If that were the case, then I would be Team Breakfast Burrito. Well, no, but I'm wondering where this is coming from then. You know, is it, Nicole, is this you rebelling against your, do you wish that you would have studied abroad in Barcelona? 
Do you you know, that your parents never let you out of the house. In the I'm just asking. I'm trying to learn. Nicole, we, we're best friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. We, we spend more time together than, yeah. you know, any. I just got two kittens and they're in the running, honestly. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were about to say two kids and I was like, <laughs> what, dude? No, not yet. No, I just got two kittens like, and they're pretty sweet. Like, how am I not sweet. the godfather? Um, <laughs> they're pretty sweet. So they're like in the running. Like, it's like Josh, two kittens, you know. <laughs> I'll take that. No, I, you are I, my best friend. Yeah, my uh-huh, you're my friend. Um, I had a, in my, uh, my cat the other day. Speaking of breakfast burritos, I was literally eating a breakfast burrito. It was from a place called Serviteca. You ever had that one? Servit? No, I've never. Wait, had somebody has had Serviteca breakfast burrito in here? Yeah, wait. Let's. They do good work. The one on Venice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who wants to hear more about Los Angeles cross streets and breakfast burritos? <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a breakfast burrito and it was standing up and my cat comes up and literally clawed. He like, the way somebody would like open a manhole cover, he like clawed <laughs> off the top of my burrito. And it was incredible. And I, was, I couldn't even be mad at him because I was just impressed. That's cute. But I don't know why I like, I don't know why I like breakfast tacos so much. They're just more compact. They're easier to eat. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm on the run, you know? I don't have time to, you know, roll up a breakfast burrito and, like, put stuff in it and make sure all the stuff is good. Like, I don't have that time. I just got to scramble some eggs and just... Wait, and you're, just go. you're talking about breakfast tacos and breakfast burritos that you yourself make, right? Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. Because you this is what this have means issues to me. with control. Oh my god, don't psychoanalyze me in front of my no, I'm so- <laughs> Don't do that! <laughs> no, but that sounds like, you know, what part of it is. That you want to have that control over what you're putting in it. You know, you <sighs> can have, if you want to architecture each of those things differently, you're not then stuck with a thing, Nicole. You're afraid of commitment. I you're just afraid don't. Of control. Okay, the heft of a burrito scares me at times. It's a commitment. Yeah, maybe I have commitment issues. That's what I'm saying. You're afraid of commitment. I have commitment issues. Open your heart. I was at your wedding. How much can I open this damn thing? I ate so many skewers of meat at your wedding. I was... (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, that was what I was doing 90%. If you didn't see me on the dance floor, I was eating skewered meat. Thank you. And for anybody wondering, it wasn't just kebab. I mean, you had like nine different kinds of skewered meat at the wedding. And to me, that's the height of luxury. I had a lot of meat at the wedding, yes. That's true. Thank you. Shout out to my mother-in-law for making that menu. Um, no, but I don't know. I just, I just can't commit to like eating all of this in the morning. I'm, I can't. I can't. I'm. I can't. I can't what if, do it. Okay, so this is a thing I like to do with breakfast burritos, especially if I, if I'm a little bit. Uh, they call it cruda in Spanish. If I'm a little hungover, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Then I'll take like one bite. Every three minutes, it's like power hour where you you know take a shot of beer every minute for sixty minutes. I've never done that before. What oh, is, that was a college thing. That, nobody did that in college. Power hour. What yeah, is it? Yeah, come on. Wait, repeat. What is it? You take a shot of beer once every minute for sixty straight minutes, and Can it, it's we just do a shot. So it's like it's ultimately five beers in an hour, which is a lot. Oh, that's it is a lot. And again, this is not medical advice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, quart of coffee, five beers in an hour, normal. <laughs> um, but I'll do that with a breakfast burrito, and I will graze on it. Also, last time I got food poisoning was from a breakfast burrito that had been sitting at room temperature for like six hours. Oh, so maybe oh, don't do that. That's true. You did. I you think did. if I've learned anything today, it's that I do a lot of dumb things. Related to food? Yeah. Yeah. Does that track? Yeah, I'd say okay. so. Okay. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe just tacos are just easier and they're just my comfort. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe just scrambled eggs and a little tortilla is my comfort food. <laughs> and I don't want to change that. Just like how you don't want to change your love of breakfast burritos. And that's fine. Right? You know what we can agree right? on? I, no, I, I do. I, I fully agree with that. Again, Link taught me that. Food is, food is really personal. Yeah. Nicole, I'm not trying to change you. If anything, I'm trying to change myself. I'm trying to convince myself <laughs> to open my heart to the city of Austin, Texas, and let me inside their <laughs> breakfast taco culture. Okay? Because I, I want to believe. Honestly, like, I, I probably spent more time in Austin, Texas than any city mm-hmm. outside of L.A., uh, in college, we used to come here every spring break for the Texas Relays. I take my little like per diem money, and I would just go find the best barbecue. I mean, I was waiting in line for Franklin Barbecue before I w- the day I was supposed to. Thank you. The day I was supposed to compete in the hammer throw. Shout out oh track goodness. and field throwers out there. Oh my goodness! I was waiting in line for Franklin Barbecue and ate brisket before I was competed in an athletic event. 
And so like, oh I have goodness. a deep, deep love for this city, but there's always been the one thing, and that's breakfast tacos that I've never been able to fully embrace, but I want to open my heart, Nicole. Teach me to open my heart. I have the solution. What's that? Let's go to breakfast tomorrow and just eat both of them. I'm in. And let's just do that. I'm in. Let's just do, we don't always need to agree, but we need to be open-minded. I agree with that. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Honestly, people out there, especially locals, like on Twitter, Instagram, send us all of your breakfast taco recs because we actually are going to do that tomorrow. Because I I, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to give it a chance. I want to give it a chance. Let's do it. If there's one thing we can agree on, it's that Gordon Ramsay sucks. And I'll tell you why. Really, no, no, really quick, really quick. (laughs) Because we both mentioned specifically. Hard scrambled eggs. I love hard scrambled eggs. I love hard scrambled eggs. You know who hates hard scrambled eggs is Gordon Ramsay, because I have had breakfast tacos and breakfast burritos. With have you all seen? Scrambles? Have you all seen his video of the eggs, where he makes like a hot salty pudding and he's like, yeah. "Oh, these are it's the like best scrambled custard. eggs. It's like a custard." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't know, put man." Put a little bit of creme fraiche. Take it off the heat. Put all the heat. Take it off the heat. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a hard scramble, man. And I've had breakfast tacos where they've tried those Gordon Ramsay eggs, and you take one bite and it just goes, it just spurts out the back. So Gordon Ramsay, for ruining the couple breakfast tacos that I've tried to love, screw you, man. Still, if he's out there listening, come on the show. We we really would like that. That'd be be really big for the squad. That'd be really big for the squad. (laughs) Very good. Ready? Oh, we're doing the next part we're of it. Doing the next Holy part. smokes. Yeah, there's two parts to the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we say something. Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Or no, no, no. Do you wait, wait, wait. Do you want to say it? No, you say it. <laughs> All right, Nicole. We've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the crowd. We're doing a special live version of Opinions, Opinions are, are Like Casseroles. Circular breathing. Right, so we got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, we didn't do the full song. Okay, one, um, two, one, two, three. Opinions are like casseroles. Everyone's got one, and they smell like onions. That's the only thing we've written so far. <laughs> but if somebody wants to, like, really, What rhymes you know, with onions? Bunions. bunions? Okay, obviously, what's the other one? <laughs> bunions, bunions! Uh, and if you don't have comfortable shoes, you'll get bunions. We need to we need to get sponsored by like a bunion cream company first. Uh, this is Scholes. a business, folks. This is Sponsor a business. The podcast, Doctor Scholes. <laughs> is Doctor okay. Scholes a real doctor? Uh, anyways, know. we got we got people out in the crowd, form Questions? their opinions. We got okay. where are we at? We got people with microphones. All right, Annalise, Annalise is finding you. Annalise if anybody has. Oh, please raise your hand. Annalise will find you in the crowd. Got, oh, I'll, Josh will find you. And then I'll okay, find okay, you. I'll pick. All right, all we right. got right up front. He gave me a great Taco Deli taco recommendation. Annalise, sorry to make it run around. <laughs> also, can everybody give a hand to Annalise, who is literally... Ooh, she's the best! She's the best! Literally the MVP of Mythical Kitchen and most of Mythical Entertainment. Mashed potatoes are savory pudding. Wait, wait, mashed potatoes What's are... What's your name? Hold on. What's savory name? pudding. And my name's Clifford. Mashed potatoes are savory pudding, and huh. my name's Clifford. Huh. Mashed potatoes are savory pudding. Hold on. Hold on now. Are they? Okay, so, 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 so. Oh, no. No. Gravy. They- Gravy. Have you ever put, like, chocolate sauce or whipped cream on, like, pudding? Y- yeah. That's fair. I will say, okay, so. That's just Gravy. <laughs> So pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's right. I think he's right. Because pudding is something that it's like a sweetened cream that's thickened by starch, right? Because if you look but, at like French custards that's thickened with egg, yeah, sure. American puddings, and we're not it's talking about starch. British pudding because when British people say the word pudding, it means cake. I have no idea what it's they mean. It's a sponge. No, 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 but like sometimes it means an actual pudding, and then sometimes it means just something I'm eating for dessert, and then sometimes it just, I, what's like, what's a Yorkshire pudding? I have no idea. It's like a bread, but like, Eggy, it's how do they, bread. do we have any British people in the crowd? Oh my Over God. There, Wait, hold on. <laughs> Microphone's going to you to explain pudding, please. Okay, so you couldn't. The accent's legit, sorry. <laughs> that was real. 
You can use the word pudding for like any dessert, but mainly it's like sponges, like hot sponge? sponges with like sauce, like sticky toffee pudding, pudding, and like um, yeah, Yorkshire puddings are great. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Also, the way you say sponge is sponge. right to Great British Bake Off for me. It is just right it's to... It's real. It's oh, that's real. a lovely sponge. The crumb on it is <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul Hollywood's eyes haunt me in my sleep. Uh, I, I would agree that mashed potatoes are savory pudding. It is yeah, thickened with starch. I think you're right. And the gravy is the whipped cream slash syrup you put on top. So... Very astute. Do I still think mashed potatoes are the worst form of potato preparation? Yes. That's shady. That Thank is you. so shady. Oh, yeah. Keep booing me. Yeah, boo him. You're going to do a mashed potato eating contest just because of this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, right. all potatoes do turn into mashed potatoes within five all seconds right. of entering your mouth. Do we have another opinion? Raise your hand. I've been booed in this tent so much now. Let's, I love it. Right over there. You. Um, I'd like to talk about avocado being added to everything, making it more expensive. Um, yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind of a not that strong of a flavor. I mean, it is good, don't get me wrong, but you put it in something like, say, a grilled cheese with like a, some nice strong cheeses, you, you just completely lose the avocado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Preach. Wow. Yeah, Preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be more discretionary with your avocado usage. This is true. This is true. I love avocados. I put them on just about everything. But whenever I go to a restaurant and it says a dollar seventy-five to add an avocado, I want to rage. Too I damn get high. So the mad. price of the avocados are too damn high. I get so mad. I'm like one seventy-five. I could just buy another like bagel with that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I love avocado, and I understand why it's so delicious and unctuous yeah. and beautiful. It's like it's like fat from a tree. You know, it's beautiful, but. I just can't, I can't justify constantly getting it on my food for that kind of price. I also love that you didn't just come in with a flavor argument, but you were like, this is an issue of supply and demand economics. <laughs> if you see the elastic curve on the avocado demand scale, but no, it's true. The fact that people love avocado so much that you will throw it on, if I see avocado and a fried egg on a burger, I immediately don't trust whoever made that because it has I'm to like be either or. It has it's to be either, either or. or. The egg and the avocado function as the same thing. Unless it's, unless it's a breakfast bur- bre- breakfast burger. <laughs> I'll let that slide. Thank you. But 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 if it's a b- breakfast burger, it probably has bacon to cut through that because avocado, like you said, it's tr- it's tree fat. It's, it's tree just fat. A little <laughs> fat thing that grew from a tree. And so for me, if you view cooking like algebra, who wants to hear a metaphor about algebra? <laughs> Sorry. Slope uh, form. Right? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like <laughs> no? if you view Sorry. cooking as having different variables that you can plug in different values for, right? You already have fat with the avocado sure. kind of like plugging up that hole for a variable. And if you put egg in there, it's like, well, that's already been if you have fat taken care of, you need to add in if it's a runny egg, yeah. Yeah, you need yeah. to add acid, you need to add salt, you need sure, to add something sure, else. So sure. I totally agree with you. We need to be more discretionary, and a grilled cheese with avocado is the perfect example of a bad use of avocado. Agreed. Amen. Great opinion. Great opinion. Nicole and That's Josh. That's why we do this. We also have a mic with Logan on this half. Oh, too. yeah. Who else, is, who else has a terrible opinion? Uh, yeah. Right there. Glasses. Sorry I called you glasses like an 80s bully. <laughs> hey, you glasses. Tell me. Don't worry. I'm very self conscious about my glasses. <laughs> they look good. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how you classify. Uh, cereal, but I classify cereal as a soup. Cereal is a soup. Yeah. I, th- I think I'd agree with that, right? So, uh, we talked about this on the pod This once. was maybe episode two or Something three. Something like that. I think it was episode, it was episode it was three. three. Thank you it so much. He knows, he knows. Thank you, thank you. Um, and you, like, kind of, like, uh, brainwashed me into yeah, believing yeah, that yeah, a cereal yeah, yeah. is a soup. And, and I did it not because I believed it, but because I could. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah, cereal is a soup, and I hate that. That's true. Yeah, it's a cold soup. And Gazpacho oatmeal, is a cold soup. Is, is oatmeal a, a cold soup? No, oatmeal is a, is a porridge, which is distinctly it's different gruel. from soup. It's a gruel. It's a gruel. It is a gruel, and gruel is... I freaking love gruel. I love gruel. We... <laughs> right? <laughs> is gruel a pudding? We got to ask the Britain back there. I don't know if gruel is a pudding. The Britain. But, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but no, I have since... If, <laughs> I've evolved my stance on this to now believe that soup does not exist and I refuse to recognize it as a term. 
So thank exactly. you for your time. Exactly. Uh, you can listen to the podcast episode, Soup Does Not Exist. All right. Let's see. All right, we got more. Nicole, you big people. Question. Let's go over there. Thanks, Logan. Everyone clap it up for Logan, too. Hi, Logan. Cutie. Woo! Cutie! Okay. <laughs> the best snack to have with a glass of red wine is jalapeno goldfish dipped in honey. <gasps> Wait, what? Someone run that back. Okay, the best snack to have with a glass of red wine is jalapeno goldfish and honey. Okay, Ooh. all right. Let me, let me mold Sounds this good. Over. Yeah, are you tasting the notes? Because I I'm immediately gonna imagine know what that this tastes is like. There are only those like mega goldfish, the big blast goldfish. Big blast goldfish. Yeah, I've had those before. Okay, but I the, hate them. The, the, I do too. <laughs> but the jalapeno ones. But the are good. jalapeno ones. Okay, man. okay, okay. Yeah. Honey, jalapeno, uh, fake cheddar, soft, nice, mm. red wine. <laughs> what, what's, what, what varietal? What kind of red wine? The, whatever Trader Joe's has for six ninety nine. That's right. Amen. That is the only correct That's answer. Right. That is the only correct answer. That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love savory sweet combos like blue cheese and honey is one of my favorite flavors in the whole entire world. Um, so jalapeno and honey makes a lot of sense to me. And red wine always makes sense to me. So <laughs> I can't wait to try this. I'm going to preface this with all wine pairings are a scam. Oh. It's literally all of them. It's a magic trick. If somebody sells you a good story, food is magic you'll buy tricks. it. I know, I know, and that's fine. But I, what I'm saying is, if it tastes good to you, that's the only yeah, thing that matters. Sure. I, I will say, most spicy food people tend to pair with young harvest Rieslings. <laughs> um, uh, my brother is a sommelier, and he's really annoying. And so I was trying to channel him on that. Um, but no, I, I'll come eat goldfish with you, drink some red wine. Let's do it. <laughs> What else we got? Big man in the orange sweater in the back. <laughs> I like your glasses. Thank you. Um, peanut butter and jelly on toasted bread with, uh, um, with hot tea. Which is one? the best comfort. You say with hot tea? Yes. Dude, wait. Okay, okay, let's break this down. You sound like my dad. (laughs) No, not your voice, but that sounds like something my dad eats. Hot tea. It's got big dad energy to it. Toasted, toasted bread. Oh, because the hot tea just calms him down after a hard day. No, I get it, I get it. It That is something my father would consume. Wait, can I ask a follow-up question? Yes. Do you build the PB&J on the bread while it's hot, or do you let the toast cool down? No, you have to do it while it's hot. It's got to be hot. It's got to be hot. You it go. melts the peanut butter and makes it very creamy and also helps melt the jelly as well. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm ethically opposed to this. I don't know if anybody ethically. else is. I'm ethically opposed You're to this. You're ethically opposed to this of all the things? Hold on. Hold on. Why? Is it the toast? Is it the toast that bothers to me, you? Okay, no, no. I, I like... I asked that question specifically because for me, I like that, but I, I let the bread cool down strictly because of the runniness. So what, if you like the meltiness of the peanut butter, but to me, the peanut butter, when it melts, right? So peanut butter is, uh, I believe it's like, what, partially hydrogenated oil a lot of the time. And so the oil is going to be at room temperature, very solid. When it's hot, very liquid, right? And mm-hmm. so the liquid starts to seep into the bread, which to me loses the essence of peanut butter, which is huh. that creamy mouthfeel. And then, I like hot peanut butter. And then again, it's a matter of preference. Yeah. De gustibus non est disputandum. He's speaking no Latin again. Dis- I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> There's no disputing in matter of tastes. So this is pure. Did I bring up ethics? Sure, but um, <laughs> other than that, and then the jelly, the same thing. It melts. The sugars run. Sometimes you bite into it. It Yum. spills over. I like it. Fun? Yum. Thank you. That was wonderful. You should host the podcast. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another opinion. Right over there, Mr. Shake Hand. Yeah, you. <laughs> no, 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 back there, back there, back there. You're next, you're next. You're you got next, next. You're next, you're next. Hey, it's better to share vegan food with people and not tell them it's vegan first. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, huh. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Big time, brother. Yeah, like come 100%. over for pizza. It's just pizza. And then it's vegan pizza. And they don't know. How do you feel about that? I am a huge... I am a huge... I thought he was about to say it's 
better to feed vegans non-vegan food and not tell them? I was like, no, 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 no. don't do that. That's don't do fair. that. That's not fair. But the opposite, everybody should be eating vegetables and more. Whatnot. Yes, more and veggies like, in your body. Yeah. And I, we, so we, we recently did an episode where uh, we called it like Catch the Imposter Cook with Damien from Smosh. But I made um, what I was calling like a sort of vegan carnitas which uh, I know carnitas means little meat, so you can't have vegan carnitas, yeah, whatever. Uh, but we like confit mushrooms and made them super crispy, mm-hmm. and they tasted like meat. And we made just this super spicy salsa on it. And if like you ate a bite of it, you probably wouldn't think it was made from animal product, but you would think this is freaking delicious. And I think one of the problems with, like you said, if you tell people it's vegan food, they think healthy. That does not. I assure no. you, if I'm cooking vegan food, it probably won't be. Vegan does not equal healthy. You can yeah. deep fry something and still make it deep vegan. Deep fried cauliflower? That's not healthy. Falafel is vegan, and it's not just healthy. deep fried beans. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree. I think I agree. It needs a it needs a rebrand. Yeah, I you agree. You know, feed drop your, the V word. Feed your non-vegan friends vegan food, but don't tell them it's vegan. All put, right. I'd say I put like that, that on a T-shirt. That's a lot of. That's a big yeah. paragraph. Michelle, say your name. Oh, yeah, Michelle. (laughs) It's me, Michelle. (laughs) Um, I believe that the best topping for popcorn is not butter, but hot sauce. Okay. Wow. That is an opinion. (laughs) I hate soggy popcorn so much. I make popcorn at home to watch shows with my very loving husband. And... If it is wet, I do not like. I just can't. I can't. How often is it wet? You act I don't like know, this is a big problem in your life. Sometimes the I don't know. Water spills in it. Cokes, you know, <laughs> accidents happen. Whatever. So, I mean, whatever. So it's if it's too saturated in butter mm. or oil, it's just you know, it's not fun. What I like to do is a, a light spritz of some sort of like spray oil, and then I put like a like what cheddar you, powder. Are you talking about Pam nonstick spray? Yeah. Are you just pamming down your popcorn? That's I pam weird. my popcorn. What of it? Yeah, and then and then I put like some sort of seed. Sometimes I put tahini on it. Sometimes I put chipotle pepper. Sometimes I put like truffle dust if I want to be fancy. But yeah, that's how I do it. But I love the idea of a hot popcorn. Like spicy popcorn is delicious. The wetness just turns me off like immediately. You you know what a food memory that I try and recapture in my life all the time is What's because that? it's so strong is being in a public pool as a kid and you get out and you reach your hand into the bag of the communal Doritos. Yeah, like everyone is reaching. The bag might have even been next to the pool. You might be reaching out of the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is at least a quarter cup. Some of you look disgusted, and I feel (laughs) judged and attacked. But there's like a quarter cup of just pure chlorine in these Doritos, and they're the best Doritos you will ever taste. Yeah. Childhood. Oh, yeah. You're you're talking about childhood right there. And, yeah. But I love I love wet popcorn. I will take hot sauce. I do it with bags of chips. I'll just pour hot sauce in there and then shake it. I like it some with lime chips. juice. Yeah. Something like that. I'm down with the wet popcorn. Didn't you used to like dip it in like pickle juice or something? Oh no, you'll you'll flick some jalapeno juice at oh, it. Oh yeah, you, this is what you just does. flick it. <laughs> nice. Just a flick. Just a flick. <laughs> All right, who else we got? Let's go to this side. Let's go to this side. Uh, oh, I have analysis paralysis. Nicole, you pick. Blue hat up in the air. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Dude knows how to get noticed at an auction. <laughs> Four five, he really five, wanted five, that Rembrandt. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Howdy. Hi. So I think bacon at its best is a crumbly thin slice of meat that's like 50% fat. If you're going to get bacon, you might as well get a real meat to get the best bang for your cholesterol mm. buck. Interesting. A proponent of thin, crumbly bacon. Mm-hmm. We call this condiment theory. Yeah. This is this is the theory that certain meats are only meant to act as condiments. Facts. Which bacon, I think, would be part of that, and that's something that I generally agree with. I think thick-cut bacon is. Was that a baby crying or somebody yelling? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it that it's inflammatory. Maybe it was both. <laughs> but I think I think thick-cut bacon is more often worse than thin-cut bacon, and people advertise like it's a good thing. Like, we're Denny's, and we got the thickest bacon in our new bacon apia, bacon copia, brought okay. to you by Minions 3D Dinner. Okay, breakfast time, 
I like the shattery, crispy bacon in the morning. Mm. But if I'm having bacon in the evening... <laughs> oh, a little, a little under the cover of night. I like it night. a little juicy. I like it a little unctuous. Oh, I that's like it a, sexy time bacon. I like, I like sexy, floppy, a little bit like, uh, bacon, you know? That's morning the sexy time, bacon Hard noise. as a rock! Hard! Morning just, time, like, hard as a rock. Nicole sorry. and I, everybody. Uh, sorry, I um, it's like the snippy snappy in the morning and then a little a little softer like throughout the day. You know no what matter I mean? what you say, it's going to be hilarious after that. Sorry. <laughs> All right, who else we got? Who else we got? Uh, dude in the hat up front. Yeah. <laughs> you can just... Freaking sick. <laughs> Asad, dude. So I don't think it's a bad thing if I mix everything on my plate. Oh, you're a play mixer? Can we can we you're give can we give a brief example? Paint okay. me a picture. So let's say I have maybe a Salisbury steak, some mashed potatoes and green beans mm. with some gravy. Ooh. I'll chop up my Salisbury steak, put it in my mashed potatoes along with the green beans. Oh. Uh, oh. Talk about efficiency. Okay. I did shudder a little bit, but I kind of I kind of like it. I, yeah. That's that. You've seen me eat. Yeah, I've been there. more than. Have you seen me eat more than anybody else on the planet? Yes. Wait, no, actually, crunch the numbers in your head. You have, right? I don't know. Like a parent, maybe has seen you eat more. <laughs> Not to get into my childhood, but I think you've been around me more than my parents will have eaten. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> healthy. <laughs> I I. He's talking about treating every plate like a burrito bowl. I was gonna say, which I love. Do you? Okay, so did you know that at Chipotle you can ask them to mix the stuff inside and then close up your burrito? Did do you, you know do you that? do that though? No, I don't. Do I don't that. either. I don't either. But you can ask them and they'll do it. But because for me, <laughs> a burrito or something like Chipotle, it gets mixed up incidentally enough. Sure. Right. Yeah. When, like they're even, violently wrapping even it. it <laughs> By, yeah, I mean, honestly. And then they're throwing it in a bag. It's like, you know, it's going into your car. You know, you get in like a little fender bender, you know. And then like you, fender and then you're like, you know, your license got suspended. So you make a run for it and you got the burrito in your back pocket. Wow. And then that's really, hypothetically. Somebody's been there We're before. talking. Um, <laughs> what does the term active warrant mean? I don't know. Me neither. I probably won't worry I don't worry know about what it. that I'll is. Probably, I'll probably get Are you raising your hand because you know or do you have an opinion? <laughs> or do you have an active warrant out? Um, but, but no, I'm saying incidentally it gets mixed up to the perfect degree. And I think probably the degree that this young man's talking about with his Salisbury yeah. steak. Sounds you know? good. Because I, I, I don't think you're advocating like pureeing it, you know? No. No, no, no. But no. yeah. Every, I want, Be reasonable. <laughs> I want everything on the plate touching, loving. You know, I, I know a lot of people have food sensitivities. Yeah, some people like and their don't food like separated, it touching. and I get that. But sure. if you don't have that sensitivity, go for it. Mash it all up. Yeah, and then you just take a piece of bread and you just go and swipe scarpeta. the whole plate. La, la scarpeta. Esca scarpeta. Okay, opinion. One more, one Hand more. One oh, the more. last one. It's got to be good. Right there. Yes. Yeah, he's been he's been yeah. there from the beginning, man. We gotta get him. Go, Logan, go. Last opinion. Let's see. Wow. Hello. So my opinion is that so when I was a little kid, my favorite snack after school was Trix yogurt and a stick of string cheese. And I would dip the string cheese into the Trix yogurt. Let him speak! Let, Let the man Let speak! And I tried it recently, and it was still as good. I know Let's it for go. a fact. Was it a mozzarella cheese, string cheese? The mozzarella yeah. ones? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to find, like, a way in, you know what I mean? Okay, first things first. Trix yogurt, yum. Uh, Trix yogurt is, the it's like... The splitsies, the splitsies with the yes. pink and the blue? Yes! Except, the blue except yes. most of the time, it just gets mixed, and it's like a weird gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would purposely mix it, because I'm a <laughs> It turns like like indigo gray. <laughs> if you could call it indigo, and then uh, and then. Wait, are you, you biting? Are you biting? We have so many questions. Are you biting the string cheese or peeling it? Yeah, I'm biting it. Bite. Okay, so ah! it's the perfect way ah! to eat it. That's how you eat it. The microphone rejected it. It was just like. <laughs> You're a string cheese biter. Yeah. Okay. I'm also a Kit Kat biter as well. Yeah. What? What? What happened? What happened? How can one man turn a crowd against him? He bites Kit Kats, Nicole! He bites Kit Kats! In a world where the edges are perfectly lined to be bitten, you bite it? Yeah. I How does it feel being, look the, at you? being the biggest badass in the world? That's what I do. 
I can see this being good. I can see the string cheese and Trix yogurt being good. You've had like goat cheese with cranberries on okay. the outside. This is the same flavor combination okay. he's talking about. He's okay. working within an Epicurean framework. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And also he's a badass. Okay. Can I suggest something? Of course. Can you just peel? Okay, do this. Peel all of the string cheese mm -hmm. like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it yes. in the tricks. I'm liking where you're going. Mm -hmm. Eat it like fettuccine. Yes. Yes. DM me and tell me how it is. Okay? I will. Tell I will me how sure. it goes. All right, y'all. That wraps up our first ever Mythicon Thank edition you. of a hot dog and a sandwich. Thank you for being here. Honestly, give it up for yourselves. We got you a whole lot more. You guys are incredible. Thank you for coming out to Austin, Texas. You are all incredible. Be your mythical best. It's an honor. Thank you. Enjoy Mythicon, y'all. Peace. Woo!